Welcome on into CBS Sports Radio. It is Ryan Hickey with you on CBS Sports Radio. I'm still trying to get my mouth hydrated after chomping down on what was a Skippy peanut butter and jelly bar that was dry and tasteless. So if it was Jif, it, you wouldn't have that problem? Well, Jif would have been a lot better. So you're right. I would not have had that problem. So, but your your mouth always gets dry like when you have peanut butter, kind of. Yes, but extra dry with Skippy. That was that was tough. And I was like eating concrete. That was <laughs> so we are moving past it here, moving on on CBS Sports Radio and, and dry mouth or not, damn it, we are gonna talk sports for you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Who is not shy to talk about his feelings and his thoughts is Steelers great Ben Roethlisberger. I want to play these comments and have you hear them first and give you my reaction after. Ben has a podcast, Footballing with Ben Roethlisberger. And he was talking this week, coming off of the Patriots' loss, why he thinks the Patri- uh, the Steeler way, excuse me, the Steeler way, eh, might be gone. Maybe the, the the tradition of the Pittsburgh Steelers is 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 done. Maybe it needs to be formed a new kind of way. I don't know. But you don't have it on offense right now, and it's it's just making it really hard. You're not seeing, in my opinion, the toughness on offense. Um, and, and I say toughness in the sense of a Steeler toughness. Mm. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with like, like okay, this guy's soft. Or like, who's who's grabbing someone by the face mask and being like, uh-uh. Yeah. That's not, no, that's not, not what, what we're doing. we do. That's not yeah. what we do. Again, footballing with Ben Roethlisberger, courtesy of that audio. Ben is 100% right. The Steeler way is gone. It's gone from Pittsburgh. And that's why I think at the end of the year, if you're the Steelers, you have no choice but to fire or try to trade Mike Tomlin. That's the only way to get back to the Steeler way, if you will, is moving off of your current head coach and bringing someone new in. Like, if I ask you really fast here, what is the Steeler way? Like, if you in your mind think, hmm, Steeler way, what comes in your mind? For me, it comes, well, what pops in immediately is championships. But this is a franchise that has won six Super Bowls, tied the Patriots for the most in the league, they have made eight Super Bowl appearances, second all-time. And they have been to 16 AFC title game appearances, most in the conference. When I think of the Steeler way, it's championships or bare minimum, at least competing for championships, right? Always being in the mix, always knocking on the door. Well, that was then, right? That basically what the Steeler way used to be, competing and winning championships. If we talk about what the, what the Steeler way is now, in present day, barely staying above 500, it's squeaking your way into the playoffs and then get getting bounced ASAP. It's losing playoff games. It's not being a contender. That is the Steeler way in present day, not being a contender, being average, being okay. And if you are in the Ben Roethlisberger thinking where you want the steal away to be back about championships, well, then how can you bring Mike Tomlin back next year? If you are a Steeler fan, if you are part of the front office group, if you are part of ownership for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you want to get back to the days of the 70s, of the early to mid-2000s, you want to get back to those days, where is the path? How do you look at gutting back to that? By bringing Mike Tomlin back next year. It doesn't add up. You can't do it. I think the only way to get back to your Steeler way, if you will, 
is by moving off of Tomlin, maybe trying to trade him, get something back for him, but bringing in a new coach and bringing in some new life this organization. They're stale. This organization is flat-out stale. They may not have a losing season. Great. Cool. But you're also nowhere near the top either. So what good is that? Like, we're talking about an organization that is synonymous with winning, yet has had one Super Bowl, um, or no Super Bowl appearances, excuse me, zero Super Bowl appearances since 2010, have made just one AFC title game since their last Super Bowl appearance in that same year, 2010. They're not even close. The, the Steelers right now are not even close to being at or near the top. Again, zero Super Bowls since 2010, appearances that is, and just one AFC title game in that same span. They're not winning championships, they're not competing for championships, and they're not really close. Again, we hear about Mike Tomlin, great coach, great coach. Oh, he's all, look at no losing, never had a losing record. Look how great he is. Look back in recent time. The last five years, including this year so far, right? No losing record. But despite that, despite having bare minimum of 500 record, most times above 500, the Steelers have had a negative point differential in four out of the last five seasons. Think about that for a second. No losing season. Yet in four of the last five years, they have had a negative point differential. They're not a, a great team. They're not even right now a good team. Like they are nowhere in the level or nowhere near the same level, I should say, as the Chiefs, as the Bengals, as even the Bills, who are having a down year this year. But even you look around the AFC, like this is this should really be the, the, the final nail in the coffin for any Steelers fan still holding out hope that Mike Tom is going to turn things around here. Look at this year in the AFC. Every team is a fatal flaw. No team is separated. No team looks really that dominant or that great. The conference overall is nowhere near as strong and as good as we thought going into the year. Part of that's injury. Part of that is other just teams not being as good as we think. Despite that, despite the entire conference being down, we're talking about a Steelers team that right now is in the playoffs and like holds a current playoff spot. But I expect to be out of the playoffs by the time the year ends. And so if you can't make the playoffs in a year where everyone in the AFC is, is down, half the teams are playing with backup quarterbacks. Like everyone else in your division has a backup quarterback. I know now the Steelers do because Mitch, uh, which because uh, Kenny Pickett got hurt. But Deshaun Watson out for the year. Joe Burrow out for the year. Okay, I lied. Two of the, uh, three of the four teams. Lamar Jackson's out there. So my apologies for that. But Anthony Richardson out, Aaron Rodgers out. A lot, you know, a lot of quarterbacks have gotten hurt and are missing a lot of time. And so the Steelers, despite that, feels like almost half the conference has played with a backup quarterback. They are nowhere near, like, Super Bowl contention. Like, if they make the playoffs, they are an afterthought. They are a team, oh, they'll just be there. They'll get eliminated the first round, and then, okay, see you later. See you next year. There's no reason to believe in Pittsburgh in a down year with a conference um, with a conference that's all but you know struggling 
why all of a sudden that, you know, they are not contenders? It's maddening. If you're a Steelers fan, I don't see how you can let it continue going forward here. So I think Ben is 100% right. The Steelers are stuck. That Steeler way is gone. They are now just an average team. I think the way you start that is by moving off of Tomlin and bringing in someone new, starting fresh, if you will, and kind of getting everything else jump-started. Okay, I want to cut that short because Nick doing a great job producing, doing a, a good job here, letting me know that the NBA has made right now a um, a decision in terms of Draymond Green punishment. According to the NBA, we have just learned that Draymond Green has been suspended indefinitely. So right now, he is suspended indefinitely after his latest action in which he did strike Yusuf Nurkic um, in the face. That suspension, though, is set to begin immediately. And according to the league-released memo that was tweeted out um, just a few minutes ago, Draymond Green's going to have to meet certain league and team conditions before he does return to play. Right now, those league conditions... um, have not been specified. So we have no idea what Draymond, like the barriers and the hoop he has to jump through here um, in order to get clearance to come back. I don't think this is enough. I don't think it's anywhere near enough right now if you are the NBA to truly get Draymond Green and change his actions. I think the only way you could truly get Draymond here to stop what he's doing, to stop putting players in bad positions where someone's going to get seriously hurt is by punishing not only Draymond Green, but also his head coach, Steve Kerr. Kerr's really Draymond's only ally. And he's got next to him. And I think right now, if you take Kerr off the court along with Draymond, I think that's the only way to send a message of your behavior is not tolerated. Your behavior is not appreciated and or welcomed. And it has to change because look at everything else so far. Nothing has changed. The league has tried everything. The league has suspended Draymond Green. Hasn't worked. They've ejected him from games. Hasn't worked. They find him. Hasn't worked. They have tried all different ways to get through to Draymond. Hey, stop your actions. Stop the dirty play. Stop being reckless and hurting our players. And each time Draymond has heard that, it's gone in one ear, out the other. Nothing has changed. And so now do I think that an, an indefinite suspension is going to change the way Draymond, whenever he does return, how he's going to play? Hell no. Why would it? Whatever these league requirements, team requirements, whatever they are, Draymond's not taking him seriously. This is the same guy that last year when he punched Jordan Poole in the face, his teammates at practice and was suspended for like a fagazi three days. Do you know what he said when he came back? I had a great vacation. I got to spend time with my kids. It was awesome. A guy who punched his teammate coming off of a championship season who got punished for a few days of practice, didn't learn his lesson, 
wasn't remorseful, did not show any regret whatsoever, and said it was a great vacation. I loved it. If that doesn't, again, get him to change his mind, no suspension is going to do that. No suspension is going to say, oh, Draymond, this is, you know, it's going to have him thinking, this is now, I got to take this seriously. I have to now, you know, be on my P's and Q's here in order to truly, you know, not let the team down. He'll go through some BS training like we all do for work. Watch the videos, hear the lectures, try to seem like you're taking it seriously. And as soon as, as soon as he's back on the court, I fully expect the old Draymond to come right back out. Just look at this year. The guy's been ejected three different times from games. We played 23 games. He's been ejected from three games. A few weeks ago, he put Rudy Gobert in a chokehold on the court. Was suspended five games. You would think, okay, there's a chance to learn a lesson. Five games. Draymond, don't mess around. He didn't even finish six games by the time he got into another altercation and was ejected. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. So as soon as he gets back on the court, he's right back to doing his same old Draymond stuff. And so that's why if you're the NBA, you don't have any choice. You have to be drastic, you have to be extreme, and you have to be creative. Which is why I keep on going back to, if you're Adam Silver, you have to, I think, lay down the hammer, and you got to suspend Draymond Green along with Steve Kerr. You got to punish Draymond and have him realize now, each and every time he gets suspended going forward, it's not just him that's going to be suspended. It's not just him going on what he would call a mini vacation. It's his head coach. It's now Steve Kerr also getting punished for Draymond's actions. Maybe, just maybe, that'll make him change his tune. Think twice about his actions before he does commit you know, another stupid act on the court. And maybe that would actually get Steve Kerr for once to lay the hammer down on Draymond. Steve is just as guilty, by the way. Because he is a, he has been his entire coaching career since Draymond got to, the, uh, got to the team and since Steve Kerr got the job. He has enabled Draymond. He has defended him at every road possible. He has stuck up for him. He's made excuses for him. And when you're, you're used to that, right? If you're Draymond Green, having, the head coach having your back every time, your behavior is not going to change, right? If you acted a certain way, let's just say, at your place of work, and you for, mm, let's see, let's say you ate lunch at your desk. And let's just say that was a no-no. That was a big no. Hey, no eating lunch at the desk. You can't do it. It's too smelly. But every time your coworkers complained, your boss had your back and said, hey, don't worry about it. Just, just keep on doing you. I got your back. And every time someone was ready to file an HR complaint, let's just say, your boss is like, don't worry. Just, I got it covered. I got you. You're not changing your behavior, right? Because your, your boss is telling you, it's all good. I got you. So why would Draymond change his behavior if each and every time you have Steve Kerr going to bat and saying, oh, you know, Draymond's not in the wrong here. You know, this is just, you know, he's the victim. Like, Steve Kerr's used every excuse in the book to, to explain why Draymond, with whatever act he did, why he was in the right and why he shouldn't get punished. Well, now it's time for Steve to pay the price. And now it's time for the NBA to let Steve Kerr know, hey, 
get control of your player because you are responsible here as well, and you got to make sure that Draymond is not putting the health of our other players at risk. That's why for me, if I'm Adam Silver, and you had this opportunity before, you had it two weeks ago, when Draymond, in front of everyone, put Rudy Gobert in a chokehold on the court, you should have and had a perfect opportunity then to slam down the hammer and really make Draymond Green regret his actions. Instead, you slapped him on the wrist with a a pathetic five-game suspension And here's Draymond, not even six full games removed from his latest suspension, out there punching a player. The NBA can't screw this up. And I think right now, it's indefinite. We have no idea when he's coming back. But in case you're just tuning in, the NBA has released that they have indefinitely suspended Draymond Green and that he has to meet certain league and team conditions before he's approved to play again on the court. I don't think that's enough. Because Draymond has shown you, suspensions don't matter. Ejections don't matter. Fines don't matter. You could do whatever. He doesn't care. That's a problem. And that is why if you're the NBA, you got to come down hard. And I don't think this is enough. So 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. We have an official punishment from the NBA. After punching Yusuf Nurkic in the face yesterday. The NBA is now indefinitely suspended Draymond Green, and he has to meet team and league conditions before he can now return to the court whenever that may be. We have no idea. Could be next week. Could be next month. Is this enough of a punishment in your mind? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Another reason why I don't think this is enough is because the NBA right now, I think, is waiting to dangerous waters when it comes to how players react to Draymond. I'll explain that when we do return. It is Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. It's Hick at Night with Ryan Hickey. It's Ryan Hickey with you on CBS Sports Radio. That was just the voice of Steve Kerr last night trying to explain away yet again Draymond Green's actions and getting ejected. Very fitting rejoined song there by Nico. Uh, playing can't stop because that's Draymond Green. He can't stop, for lack of a better word, assaulting players. Chokeholds, punch, stomps, kicks to the private parts. He's done it all and shows no remorse and shows no sign of stopping. And so now when you hear that the NBA is officially punished, um, the NBA has officially punished Draymond Green by suspending him indefinitely and having team and league requirements Draymond Green has to meet in order to be reinstated to play again. I just don't think it's enough because I don't think the message is going to come through. I think in order for the NBA to truly send a message for Draymond Green to cut out this garbage, you needed to suspend Steve Kerr along with Draymond Green to really have it hit home of Draymond, your actions are not tolerated, are not welcomed, need to stop. And if you don't stop, you're not going to be the only one punished for. And we're going to hurt the Warriors double by your absence and also the head coach's absence. That's the only thing I got left because nothing else works. Five-game suspension earlier this year. Did that help? Well, he just got ejected last night and just threw a punch 
not even six full games after returning from a five-game suspension for putting a player in a chokehold. He's been ejected three times this year. He's been suspended from playoff games. He's been suspended from regular season games. He's been fined out the wazoo. Nothing changes. And that's why I think if you're the NBA, you have to get drastic and creative because even with an indefinite suspension like this, pretty soon, if the players look at this, and, and again, right now it's open-ended. We have no idea when it's, it could be next week that he's back. We have, we have no idea what these requirements are and how long it's going to take to pass them. But even if Draymond's back in, let's say, two weeks, I think the biggest worry you have right now if you're Adam Silver isn't even Draymond Green hurting someone. It's an all-out brawl starting on the court. Because players are going to get tired of Draymond's antics, but also get tired of the league doing nothing about it to stop him from, from doing what he's doing to send the message. They're going to take action into their own hands. I'm shocked. No one swung at Draymond yet. I am totally shocked. But I feel like it's coming. He keeps doing this and getting away with it and openly talk about you know, being on vacation. This was awesome. I don't regret what I did, having no remorse whatsoever. Players are going to get tired of it and say, fine, if you're not going to do anything, Adam Silver, I will. Boom. There's a two-piece to the face. Now we got Malice at the Palace 2.0 and a full-out brawl on the court. If you're Adam Silver, I'm pretty sure you don't want that. But that's where it feels like this is trending. The less you pay, you punish Draymond. And I don't think right now an indefinite suspension for me is enough. Is it enough, though, for you? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. On Twitter, at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. David's call from Buffalo. What's up, David? Hey, Ryan. I appreciate taking my call tonight, man. Um, I think right now this this is probably the best-case scenario for the NBA because this guy uh, not only is hurting the Warriors, he's hurting himself, and he's hurting the, the NBA as a product. I mean, somebody brought it up for earlier today on another show. They said, you know, I mean, a few days ago we were celebrating this in-season tournament like this creative idea. Um, it was something different and unique. And the, and the bottom line is it's like now it's all negative again about the NBA with this guy because – you know, and, and it's amazing what the Warriors went out and paid him. I mean, four years, $100 million. I think that's a lot of money for a guy that is, uh, you know, he's limited offensively. You know, he's he's not what he was defensively, and he's a liability because, let's say, your best ability is your availability, and you never know when this guy's going to be a you're, David, you're 100% – sorry, your phone's breaking up there. It's a little tough to hear at the end, so thank you for the call, buddy. But you're 100% right, like – the Warriors have played thir- uh, 23 games so far. Draymond has been suspended, missed the game just for other reasons, or has been ejected from 11 out of 23 games. That's half the season. <laughs> He's missed half the season already. And that's not even counting right now this indefinite suspension that who knows how long that's going to keep him off the court for. But it's like, to your point, David, you're, that's – Part of the reason why like, I don't feel bad for the Warriors whatsoever. I think they signed up. Like, they are getting, in a way, what they deserve. They had a chance this offseason to move away from Draymond Green to say, thank you so much for what you've done in the past, but now we got to go our separate ways, in part because um, of his antics, where, again, even last postseason, he was suspended for a game against the Kings for stomping on Sabonis' chest. He hasn't learned his lesson. And now he's getting older. And like you said, getting more expensive. And the Warriors said, let's double down and bring him back. And now they are paying the price where the heartbeat of their team, 
who's already missed half the year, is now set to miss, you know, set to be suspended indefinitely. And his absence, who knows, two weeks, two months. I mean, I, I with the way Adam Silver has run, you know, the league and has not really punished players, I would definitely not say it's closer. It's for sure going to be closer to two weeks than it's going to be two months. But it's just like it's it's the definition of insanity at this point, thinking that any sort of suspension length is going to be a wake-up call for this guy. It hasn't happened. I don't think it will happen. And so I don't think right now this suspension, indefinite suspension right now, um, is worth it whatsoever. Okay, so one of your thoughts, 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. When we do return, I want to continue to talk about this Draymond um, indefinite suspension by the NBA. But also, too, we had Avery Johnson on about two hours ago or so for a little bit. And he mentioned that if he was the Warriors, he mentioned actually really two things that are interesting. One, on, on who is really responsible for getting Draymond in line. But also, too, that he would consider trading Draymond Green. Is Draymond even tradable at this point? We'll discuss that when we do return. It is Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. It's Hick at Night with Ryan Hickey. It is Ryan Hickey with you on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome on in. Appreciate you making us a part of your uh, of your evening right here on this Wednesday. It has come down from the NBA a few minutes ago that they have officially suspended Draymond Green indefinitely. An indefinite suspension for Draymond Green for the latest action last night, punching Yusuf Nurkic of the Suns right in the face. And now we'll have to meet both team and league requirements in order to return. It could be two weeks. It could be two months. I don't think this is enough of of a suspension because I don't think it really, again, truly gets the message home to Draymond that this is not acceptable behavior. He's been suspended a ton of times already. Nothing has changed. Suspensions, ejections, fines. The NBA should have come down hard not only on Draymond, but on Steve Kerr. Make it a two-for-one. Tell Draymond, you're suspended, Kerr suspended. Anytime now moving forward, you act up, another player also gets suspended. Kerr's out. Curry's out maybe next time. Thompson's out next time, which... Maybe it's more of a positive for the Warriors the way he's playing this year. But you get my point. Like, if you're the NBA, I think this was your time to get creative and not just punish Draymond because that's not done anything. Start to punish the rest of his teammates. Take away Steve Kerr. Sit Steve Kerr out for the exact suspension Draymond is serving. Now take from the Warriors Draymond and Steve Kerr. See how then going forward Draymond thinks in a heated moment if he's Going to think twice or not about swinging, kicking, stomping, punching, whatever, choking, whatever it may be. That, to me, is is where the NBA could have and should have gotten creative and making sure that this behavior changes. Because for Draymond, it has to change. If you're the league, like, you can't have a player out there one day putting another player in a chokehold, the next punch him in the face, Another time stomping on the chest. Another time kicking him in the groin. Another time kneeing him somewhere he shouldn't. Swinging an elbow somewhere he shouldn't. Like, Silver is lucky that so far no one's gotten, like, seriously hurt from Draymond's ridiculous antics. But it feels like you're, you're flirting with danger. 
So nip it in the bud now before it gets out of control. And so about two hours ago, we had Avery Johnson on, legendary player, NBA champion, seven-year NBA head coach as well. And he gave an interesting perspective on two things. Number one, I asked him, I gave him my Steve Kerr take and asked him how much, you know, a head coach is responsible for the acts of his players. I thought it was really interesting. Avery Johnson said it's more on the players than it is on Steve Kerr to get Draymond in line. And that's really interesting because two things. Number one, you hear about the Warriors culture and how great it is. And I think that it is great. Maybe we should use the word was in the past tense. Was great. But how come if Avery's right, and he said even in his playing days, like the head coach, when he played under Greg Popovich, like the head, obviously Greg is legendary and well-respected by everybody, but it was like a player's responsibility to get other players in line. Why hasn't Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, why haven't they pulled Draymond off to the side and said, knock it off, man? Like, like you got to stop with this. We need you on the court. We can't have you getting ejected getting suspended, and so far through 23 games, missing 11 out of 23 because of foolishness. We can't have that. And now he's going to be gone for who knows how long. For a Warriors team right now that's under 500 and struggling early in the season, why haven't Steph and Clay, who have a lot of clout and a lot of leadership, why haven't they done anything? But the other question is, have they said something to Draymond? And has he has he not listened? Is he disrespecting Steph Curry, Clay Thompson? Because if they're talking to him and saying, hey, knock it off, man, it's clearly not working because he has not changed one iota. Look at how he played when he came back from his five-game suspension after choking out Rudy Gobert. You can't tell a difference between Draymond post-suspension and Draymond previous suspension. It's the same guy. No lessons are learned. It's the same thing over and over and over again. We just heard from Steve Kerr before. A lot of the players in the postgame yesterday echoed similar sentiments. We need Draymond. He was a big part of this team. We need him out there. Then why hasn't anyone stepped up and talked to him? Or how come if you do, how come no one's listening? Why is it going in one ear, not the other? That's a massive problem either way. If Steph and Clay are too nervous, too scared to confront Draymond, that is a major problem, a major red flag for both, for both Draymond, but also for the leadership of the Warriors. I'm going to explain right now why they're struggling. Also be a big red flag if they are pulling Draymond to the side, are trying to have his emotions cooled, or having him trying to, you know, in the moment, calm down, not freak out, and not make a stupid decision why he's flat out and not heeding their advice, why he's ignoring it. Either way, it's very, very concerning right now when you hear um, what is coming out of Golden State. So I thought that was a really interesting perspective um, from Avery Johnson, basically saying it's on the players. It's more on Steph and Clay to get Draymond straightened out than it is on Steve Kerr. I don't know why that hasn't happened, but if it has, I don't know why Draymond's not listening. And again, at this point, like, why have him on the team? Like, this is what I don't understand. Why would they bring Draymond back this year? You had a get-out-of-jail-free card. You didn't have to trade him. You didn't have to cut him. 
He was a free agent. You could have let him walk easy. And instead, they gave him a four-year, $100 million deal and are now paying the price for it. They are paying the price for it. But that brings up the other thing that Avery Johnson did say when he joined us on CBS Sports Radio, again, about two hours or so ago. He said he thinks it's time for the Warriors to try to trade Draymond Green at the deadline. I would agree with Avery, except for the fact that I don't know who's trading for him. Would you want Draymond on your team? I would have wanted him on mine. No way. What does he bring to the table at this point? You got to give a right to trade for him. Draft capital and players. To bring on a guy that's turning 34 later this season, who's making $25 million a year for the next three years, who has already missed eight games because of either suspension or ejection. Now we know he's been suspended indefinitely, so who knows how much longer that's going to last for. He's missed half the season. He's been an embarrassment to the league and to the Warriors every time he's on the court. Why would you want to bring that distraction to your team? Why would you want that guy in your locker room? So, I think it's too late. Like, to Avery's, you know, to him saying that you got to trade Draymond, it's too late. You getting out of Draymond was this past offseason. And that's part of the reason why, by the way, I think that their president left. That Bob Myers, after last season, stepped away to go to TV. He didn't want to make the hard decisions. He didn't want to tell Draymond no. He didn't want to trade Klay Thompson. So he said, instead of doing that and breaking up this team I built, I'm going to leave. Step aside and kind of avoid those messy um, situations and avoid those hard conversations. And what do the Warriors do? Hire internally, and now they said, oh, we're, of course we're going to run it back. Look at these guys. We're going to keep on running until the wheels fall off. The wheels are off. The wheels for the Warriors are off big time. And Draymond is leading the way. So this is, it's another embarrassment for the league. It really is. This is another black eye on the NBA for allowing Draymond Green on the court to continue to do his antics, which is why I don't see how you can, like, how you can let this happen. Like, it's an indefinite suspension, right? That, that is what the league officially handed down a few minutes ago. An indefinite suspension for Draymond Green that in order for him to return to the Warriors, he has to meet team requirements but also league requirements. We have no right now details of what those are. If you find out before we get um, get out of here, we'll obviously let you know about them. But I don't know at the moment right now what those regulations, if you will, what, the, what those parameters you have to meet are. And it's hard for me to believe this is going to be a long suspension. Adam Silver has gone soft on a lot of different players in a lot of different situations. As Mark Sowers does tweet at Ryan underscore Hickey in the number three, I asked the question, is this enough of a punishment? Is an indefinite suspension of Draymond Green enough of a punishment? And Mark goes, only if it lasts more than a couple of games, indefinite could mean the entire season or three games. It's all on the whim of the commission. My problem is I think it's going to be more like in Mark's case, it's definitely going to be way closer that suspension to three games than it is going to be the end of the year. It's going to be way closer to two weeks 
then it's going to be two months. And we've seen Draymond before. Those suspensions don't send a message. They don't get through to him. Again, this is the same guy that after he got suspended, and I put that even in air quotes because it's a joke with the Warriors that after he punched Jordan Poole in the face. But after he punched Jordan Poole in the face, I had to miss like three practices. And like, I think a preseason game. But he came back and said vacation was great. He called it a vacation. He doesn't learn. And he hasn't learned. And I have no reason to believe whenever Draymond returns to the court, that his actions are going to change. No reason to think it. And so that's why it's a, I think, a, a ball dropped. A big-time ball drop here by Adam Silver and by the NBA in just levying right now an indefinite suspension that I think we all kind of know is going to be probably on the shorter end compared to the longer end. Adam Silver has never been one to come down tough on players. I don't see him all of a sudden veering course now and saying, you're done for 40 games, Draymond. See you in April. He's not that guy. And unfortunately, that's put the league in a tough spot where now, I don't know if it's fear of Draymond or just you want the stars out there or fear that, hey, the league is... Right now, like, the league is not going to continue if, if Steph and, and the Warriors and LeBron are not on the court. The NBA is going to be fine. It's like any sports league. The moment you start bowing down to the players and make the players bigger than the overall league, that's when you have a problem. And that's why the NFL, sometimes it's callous. But it's the way they do business between the owners and Roger Goodell. They know no matter who's on the field, we're going to watch. So they don't put any player above the league. And how that, they suspended Tom Brady four games for deflating footballs. Who actually cares? Like, seriously, who cares? But they didn't bow down to Tom Brady and said, oh, my goodness, we need Tom Brady here on the field because without him, we are screwed as a league and screwed as a, a product. Goodell and the owners knew Tom Brady being out there is irrelevant. He's not bigger than the league. And fans are going to watch whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo, whether it's Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, people watch. The NFL does a tremendous job of putting the league above the players. The NBA does it backwards. They put the players above the league. And that's why you don't see harsh suspensions. We don't see the commissioner put his foot down. And why you see players walk all over the league. This is the, Draymond's the latest example. You know, part of the reason why he has, he's a repeat offender, he has no fear of repercussions. He has no fear that Adam Silver is going to say, you know what, enough's enough. You're out of here, buddy. Go to China. Go somewhere else. You're not welcome here anymore. He has no fear of that happening. And that's why I, I, part of the reason why I think Draymond just acts the way he does it and why anytime you suspend him, nothing changes. He knows he'll get punished for sure. He'll miss a few games. But nothing of, of consequence, of true consequence is going to hurt him. And that's part of the problem. And that's why if I was Adam Silver... I would have suspended Draymond. I also would have suspended Steve Kerr. Tell Draymond, you are now responsible for Steve Kerr being on the sideline. And the more you act up, the more he's off the sideline. Each time he suspended, each however many games that is, that's also the length of suspension for Steve Kerr. You have to send the message. This is not okay. This has to stop. And I don't think even 
right now an indefinite suspension does get the job done. All right. It is Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. When we do return, we'll continue to take your thoughts here. Do you think in a definite suspension of Draymond Green for his latest incident, punching Yusuf Nurkic in the face, is enough? Is that enough of a punishment? 855-212-4227. At Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three on Twitter. When we return, I want to circle back to what we talked about at the top of the hour here, but didn't get a chance to do it too much. Ben Roethlisberger talked about the state of the Steelers. Do they need a head coaching change? We'll discuss next. It's Ryan Hickey on CBS Sports Radio.